Welcome to the AT Parenting Survival Podcast, where you get help and guidance through the chaos of parenting a child with anxiety or OCD. This show is for educational purposes and is not intended to replace the guidance of a qualified professional. Here's your host, child therapist, Natasha Daniels. Well, hello there, and welcome to another episode of the AT Parenting Survival Podcast. Today, we're gonna be talking about how to help anxious kids through stories and books. And really, a child with any struggle can really learn and build skills through stories, through narratives. There are a lot of fantastic books out there that are teaching tools that your kids will be interested in because it's a story. It's a good story. So today I have author and psychologist, Dr. Amy Niren joining me, who is a clinical psychologist and author of a children's chapter book series, super cute, which we're going to talk about, called Nellie and Knots. And she's got two different books so far out on Nellie and Knots. They're both called Nellie and Knots. And we're going to talk about how to use books and other creative outlets to help our kids through their struggles. But before we get started, a couple of announcements. First of all, I want to thank NoCD for sponsoring this episode. NoCD offers affordable, effective, convenient therapy, and they're available in the U.S. and outside of the U.S. And you can schedule your free 15-minute consultation to see if NoCD is the right fit for you and your child. Just go to treatmyocd.com. That's treatmyocd.com, and I will leave a link in the show notes as well. I also want to this is kind of an appropriate podcast episode to make an announcement. Uh, and it's like Echo was like, did you hear that? I don't know if you could, if it picked it up on the mic, but Echo just gave me that little sound that it has an announcement. And that's kind of appropriate because I actually have an announcement. I haven't really talked about it so far on the podcast, but you'll be hearing me talk about it more, that I have a new book coming out. It's coming out on February 21st. So I have an, a crushing OCD workbook for kids. It is aged for kids between 8 and 12, but you know publishers have to really narrow down an age bracket. I actually think it's pretty appropriate depending on the cognitive level of your child for a 6 or 7-year-old. And I think if you on the flip side, I think it can go up to 13, 14, 15. It is uh, I purposely did it so that it was pretty universal skills and not overly, overly babyish that I think it can resonate with any child in that broad range. But I took all the skills that I've taught kids in my therapy practice for over two decades now, and I have taken all of that and put it in a workbook. Because when I'm working with kids in person, there's a system that I'm following. Like I'm building their skills one building block at a time. And when I wrote this workbook, I wanted to, to walk a child through that, through the workbook. And so it really is a parallel experience to what a child would experience if they were with me in therapy. And that's my ultimate goal is to give tools that can reach the globe, reach people who are, don't have access to therapy, reach people who have barriers to therapy reach people who are in therapy and want to supplement those tools they're learning, reach therapists who want tools for their practice so that there's clinically sound tools out there to help people with OCD. 
and in particular, our little kids. So I hope that you find it helpful. I do have a special book launch offer, which I've been a little nervous about doing because it's a bit crazy, but I am gifting people who purchase the presale of my book before it comes out. You can get my crushing OCD course for kids and teens for free, which is crazy because that course is $127 and it's really like the video version of this book. But there are 12 kids and teens that help me teach that course. They talk about their own experiences. They talk about how they're using the tools. And so there is that validation piece that I think is really cool about the course. There's worksheets as well that are different than what's in the book. And they are actually a beautiful supplement to each other. And, you know, to get the buzz and to really give this book a really good chance at thriving, I'm like, okay, I'm going to just give my course for free. (laughs) So if you uh, purchase the book and you can buy it now on Amazon, um, I'm pretty sure, I don't know, I haven't really looked, but I'm pretty sure it's probably on pre-sale at other locations as well. Um, But you can go to Amazon. I'll leave a link in the show notes or you can go to natashadaniels.com slash OCD workbook, and there'll be a link there as well. When you purchase the book, just email us the receipt at atparentingsurvivalhelp at yahoo.com. That's atparentingsurvivalhelp at yahoo.com. And just show us the receipt and we will give you a coupon code to enroll in that class for free. Now, here's a caveat. If you've already purchased that course, this is not, you know, a retroactive type of thing. This is just one of those like flash deals that um, is for people who have not enrolled in that course. So I hope that you take advantage of it because I think it's a really powerful duo, the course and the workbook together. And I probably won't have this going on for too long because it makes me nervous because it's giving my beautiful in-depth course away for free, which um, is going to be a very brief thing. So take advantage of it while it's available. You can go to natashadaniels.com slash OCD workbook to get more of the details, to get the link, or just go directly to Amazon. You can type in Natasha Daniels or um, crushing OCD workbook. It will pop up and just email us and we will get you that coupon code. So take advantage of that. And let's jump into my conversation with Dr. Amy Neeran. I hope that you find it helpful. I think that she brought a lot of interesting ways to talk to kids about anxiety and using books as a tool. So without further ado, here is Dr. Amy. Well, I want to welcome Dr. Amy Neeran to the show. Thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. Oh my God. Thanks so much for having me. It's my pleasure. Yeah. I love that we're going to talk about this topic today. I think it's so important for parents to hear lots of different ways to help their anxious kids. Mm-hmm. And today we're going to jump in and we're going to talk about how to use books, kind of the technical term, like bibliotherapy, stories, yep. narratives to help anxious kids. But before we get started, I just want to give you an opportunity to introduce yourself to my audience and tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. So hi, everyone. My name is Dr. Amy Neeran. I am a licensed clinical psycho- psychologist, and I have, I've been in private practice for years working with kids teenagers and adults who have anxiety and depression, all different kinds of things going on that can be comorbid, can coexist with different kinds of anxiety disorders. 
I've been a professor teaching at different colleges, all about clinical psychology, the treatment and the diagnosis. I also work for pharmaceutical companies doing uh, currently right now um, in charge of clinical trials to help different types of psychiatric and psychological disorders. Also a children's book author and working on an adult novel. Oh, are Um, you? Yeah. Yeah. It's really, it's really fun. You know, and that for anxiety, I will say writing is a really wonderful therapeutic tool. Yeah. Uh, It's a really great tool. And a lot of people, I always say people with anxiety are some of the most brilliant screenwriters and playwriters and just creators. There's something, there is a lot of correlation between having anxiety and being a super creative person. Yeah. So I would always tell kids that like, you know, use the anxiety, use the things that you come up with and you can come up with these really fabulous stories. Yeah. Cause your brain is like a great horror show writer. (laughs) (laughs) It really is. It's like the best one, you know, you can come up with these scenarios and people are like, what? You're like, what do you mean? Isn't that like what you think about? Yeah, it's true. But I do feel like, I mean, my kids are so creative and are, you know, starting to tap into writing too. Cause I feel like that's a great tool too. It's very therapeutic to, it really is. Yeah. To craft a story, you know? Mm -hmm. And there's something about getting the words out on paper, just getting whatever's inside of you out. It really is. There's something about it. I, I know there's research on it too. So yeah, I just, for your audience, I think that's another really unique tool. Yeah, uh, to get to get some of your kids to do not not necessarily part of therapy, just as a part of just the whole gestalt of kind of, you know, treating distress. Yeah, you know, and, and getting them to tap into stuff early. And so you might start with what we're going to talk about today as far as like reading books about people's stories that kind of incorporate the struggles. Um, but even just fantasy, I think, like my son, currently who's 14, all three of my kids have some sort of flavor of anxiety or OCD. And so do I, but I'm finding that both of them, my two youngest really are starting to love to write. Uh, He writes like these, he actually does write like horror kind of (laughs) sci-fi. Not related related to his anxiety or OCD at all, but just that creative outlet to to channel that energy in a positive way has been really, really helpful. Um, My oldest daughter, yeah, my oldest daughter's into art. And I feel like just another creative. Yes. He's actually in college for art right now. It's just another outlet. It's fantastic. It's such a gift. As I get older, I really feel like the art and creating whatever that may be, you know, painting, drawing, writing, cooking, anything can be creative. Yeah. Outlet to get your, your angst out. (laughs) Yeah. And sometimes kids may not know that. And we we need to invite the opportunities. You know, I feel like as parents, it's like, you know, like poo-poo platters in like, you know, Chinese restaurants. You know? Yes. I feel yes. like we have to like provide a poo-poo platter. I don't know. Yes, absolutely. The term. You know, they won't know necessarily. Yeah. Yeah. Like just give them a plethora of choices to get their feet wet and then not, I think sometimes as parents, we, we get a little overzealous about they're going to be an artist now, or they're going to be into acting or they're going to write, or I'm going to, and, and we can kind of squash the the soul out of it by making it a task. But I think giving our kids the, the avenue to explore, like with my son, I'm like, how about I get you a keyboard for your iPad so you can write easier on the couch? Like just giving them the tools to be like, here's an opportunity. And absolutely. Where will it go? Yeah. 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 And not like, you know, this is graded or, or, or anything like that, but this is just a way for you to kind of cope with 
the world and your thoughts and your anxiety. And, and it's, it, it really is, it really could be life-saving actually. Yeah. So let's talk about different ways to help anxious kids in, in maybe like non, non-typical ways, you know, out of the box ways to help kids and what ways do you help kids with books? I think the biggest way that books can help and speaking for myself too, even as an a, a adult, a middle-aged female, reading about people's struggles, reading about someone like myself, who's actually, you know, struggling, but they're, but they turn out okay. They've had hard times. They've had tragedy or they're dealing with, you know, a myriad of mental health symptoms, depression, anxiety, and eating disorder, whatever it is, but reading about people that have this condition, they, you know, have gone through rough patches, but they're thriving. They're, they're not just surviving, they're thriving. So it's sort of like, I, I think that's really helpful. And that's, you know, part of what led me to, to start writing. When I was a kid, I was a highly anxious kid. And at that time, my parents didn't really know, you know, it wasn't really talked about, thank goodness, like it is now. I think the field is doing a really good job of trying to reduce the stigma. So kids feel comfortable and adults talking about their, their mental health issues, whereas wasn't when I was a kid, really. Mm-hmm. I think my parents try, but they didn't get me into the right therapy. But I think I'm going on a tangent, but I think as a kid, I would have loved like a, a book series or, or something where I'm like, oh, this kid like is having thoughts like me. And this kid is like knocking on the headboard, like, so like their parents won't die or like doing these things, yeah. you know, oh, so I'm not like the only one, right? I think it can be so therapeutic to see themselves, kids in books or see anyone struggling with something and watch the ways in which they tackle that. Not necessarily get rid of it, you know, just learn to live with it. Yeah. It's packaged, I think, in a way that is just more digestible for kids when they hear a story, like they immerse themselves into a story and it sounds like them. You know, it's just, there's so many books that don't sound like an anxious child that to to realize they're not alone, not because people are saying you're not alone. There's other people who have this, but they're reading it and it's naturally weaved into a character, I think can be like so therapeutic. I think so too. I really think it's important. I think reading or even watching the same kind of thing, like movies, or I don't, I don't think there's any TV shows that I can think of off the top of my head, but I just think, you know, and, and doing something creatively to really engross yourself with whatever that is, there's, you can find creativity anywhere. I mean, yeah, it can literally be cooking, baking, um, coloring, drawing, painting, finding creative ways to move your body, exercising, dance is so creative. I mean, just all of the arts, I think, aren't necessarily integrated into sort of like the empirically treated, the empirical treatments for anxiety, which of course are super effective. But adding these, having these adjunctive, these like add-ons to just overall mental well-being, um, exercise is huge. Not necessarily when you're like in, like in a lot of distress, it's sort of this prophylactic, like preventative measure like if you're always moving, always doing something that can help in sort of the long-term treatment in a lot of these things that we see with, with kids and teens. Yeah. Um, and you, you know, some, sometimes kids don't want to talk about things directly or they don't want that direct help. And so what are these ancillary ways that we can kind of creep in and help them, you know, mm-hmm. tap into their creativity and teach them actually about anxiety in more passive ways? I know with my daughter, when she was really little, I would do kind of like narrative, almost like narrative therapy. I don't know 
what you'd actually call it, but That's super she would cool. respond better. Like she would be anxious about going swimming. I remember like swim lessons were a nightmare for both my kids. Oh. I probably spent like easily $20,000 on swim lessons. Oh my God. <laughs> and then we got a pool eventually. And, you know, and then they just learned to swim because it was like there, uh, they mm-hmm. never learned how to swim really in swim class, but she was so anxious and she would get like diarrhea. Like she, yeah. out, like she would, you know, and she was I like bet. four at the time. And I remember like driving to swim class and just being like, there once was a girl named, and I'd actually use her name. <laughs> you know, I wasn't even trying to disguise the fact that it was her. Um, and I would tell her this whole story about, you know, that she was scared and she would get to the very edge and she, and, and I'd highlight all her fears. Like she was worried she was going to go to the bottom or that her coach wasn't going to catch her, but she, and I would like build up and I'd have like this brave, you know, part where she was able to jump in the fictional part actually. You know? ah, well, it ended up eventually being, it did being eventually. Fiction. <laughs> it was yeah. fictional for a long time. And it was really cute because like by the third time we were driving, she would just, this little voice in the back seat says, tell me the story, you know? Oh, and she just so wanted to hear. They do listen. Of course. Yeah, I mean, she, and, and as a parent, you're their hero. I mean, yeah, they're not going to tell you that. <laughs> right. And she just wanted the empowerment. Like she just wanted to hear about her as a character, but being more empowered. And then, you know, fiction, reality followed fiction, you know, then she was able to do it and we were able to tweak this story. But I do feel like, you know, we don't always have to talk to our kids directly about anxiety. We can always, you know, we can talk to them through stories. We can talk through puppet play when they're little. Yes, puppet play is great. Acting out scenes, um, you know, and I think the biggest thing is telling them like, it's totally normal. Anxiety is like, you know, one of the top, seven normal emotions like if, if you're not a robot like we're all human beings we all have anxiety um we all have varying levels of anxiety this doesn't make you weird you just have high levels of it you know and this person does too and i did too and and look at and i'll tell you about a time when i was a kid and well, this is what i would do with my kids let me tell you about a time when when mommy was anxious which was well 99 of the time so let's <laughs> talk about some events and how you know, you can do things in spite of it. it. The the idea of it, I'm sure you know in your practice, isn't necessarily to get rid of it first because that's not going to work, right? If I say, hey, like, I'm so nervous about this uh, presentation, what can I do to calm myself down? And I mean, that that's great, but then there's too much pressure focused on the getting rid of the anxiety. So it's like, I, I always think the biggest thing is like saying you have this anxiety, but you can do it too. You do this thing and then eventually over time, psh, 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 it tends to decrease through the repetitive exposure. Um, so stories about yourself, about loved ones, about people they look up to. I think it's great to like read and learn about people they look up to because now people are coming out and saying, hey, you know what, guys? You know what, kids? Like I struggle with this too as a kid or I struggle with this now. All these athletes, you know, yeah. actors, actresses, people that kids would look up to. Um, so they don't feel like there's something wrong with them. You know, yeah, and I do appreciate that that is becoming more of the norm. Child yeah. Mind Institute does a really good campaign each year where they will have videos of famous people talking about their mental health struggles. And I feel like that's that's just so validating. It's huge. It's huge. Yeah. I mean, it's even huge for me as an adult. So imagine the impact on a child, yeah. your mind. Like, wow, this person, Simone Biles, or mm-hmm. I'm just thinking of recent recently, right? Yeah. Look, she struggles too, and she's an Olympic athlete. Yeah. I always think of Ryan Reynolds because he's my favorite actor. I love him. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many, (laughs) there's so many people. I mean, we're all humans. I mean, you know, it doesn't matter. And, and I think the biggest message to kids is like, it's not going to stop you. You, you, it, it, it doesn't have to stop you. 
-hmm. You can live a very meaningful, purposeful, wonderful, fabulous life with it. Is it irritating? Does it blurb up at some, at, at certain points? Yes. And that's really annoying. doesn't mean you can't have, you can't, you, you can't do all these fabulous and amazing things. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's a great message to convey to our kids is, you know, you can have your anxiety and you can have a full life and you can a do million percent. things. And the goal isn't really just to, to eradicate anxiety because that's impossible, but it's how do you choose the things that you want to be passionate about and choose the things that you want to do, you know, and not let anxiety hold you back. Exactly. And, and, and it, and it does tend to, and you know, this over time, it does tend to, to go down. You know, if you're, if you're doing the same thing you're afraid of with the anxiety, you just kind of pack it up, bring it along. And it does over time tend to get wider. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if, you know, you know, aren't catering to the avoidance that it wants you to do for sure. Yes. Well, avoidance is like the worst. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Even though it's the easiest, it's, it's like every, what everyone wants to do. Mm -hmm. Just going to make everything worse in the long run. So you wrote two books for kids kind of back to back, like one came out one year and then the other one came out the next year. They're really cute. Uh, Nellie and Knott's. Uh, what made you, what made you decide to write two kids books? Maybe two. So, yeah. Yeah. So I was a highly, highly anxious kid like super, super anxious about everything all the time. I think it, it was like, I was, it was in my marrow, my bone marrow. I was just born an anxious person. Um, and growing up, I mean, I, I, I went to like play therapy. It, it was a different time. So there wasn't like CBT, there wasn't yeah. ERP, there wasn't, mm -hmm. you know, there wasn't that stuff. And, you know, it, I, it would manifest with, with headaches, migraines, belly aches, leaving birthday parties early, being scared of school scared. I'm not going to sleep, staying up at night, worrying about exams, everything that you can think of, like petrified of school, petrified. I wasn't going to do well, petrified my parents. Something was going to happen to someone that I love, mm -hmm. like every area. And I think that I would have loved, like there was some point a while ago and I'm like, you know, and I love working with kids. I love it. Um, and I would work with kids and they'd be like, well, why am I the only one? Like, there's no one else in my class like this. How come so-and-so is fine? giving a presentation or how come so-and-so is fine? Like swimming's huge actually for little kids. That's a yeah. big phobia. Um, now I'm like picturing my little, my daughter with like her little pink bikini, like stomping around because she would not go in the pool for a year. <laughs> so the oppositional behavior comes too with anxiety, yeah. um, which, you know, but, and I, I see kids all the time and I just want to give them a big hug and just say, you're not alone. And I had this too. And wouldn't it be great to have like a kid series where there could be this great, you know, this, this character, that is, you know, has several anxiety disorders, highly anxious, but that's not what defines her. She's a great friend. She's a great daughter. She loves pets. She's athletic. She loves to dance. She's a well-rounded human, which any single person with anxiety is. I don't, I wanted to send the message to kids uh, that they're not alone. There's so many people out there with this, like way more than you, way more than you know, or would ever realize. And you don't have to be defined by it and you can face it. You can get a really great therapist. I also wanted to destigmatize the process of going to therapy. So I tried to make a psychologist, Dr. Niederberger. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> that was friend. really helpful. Based on this like guy I knew from grad school. I hope he has like, he'll be like well, I, I was wondering, I was like, this is definitely coming. It's like a real name, <laughs> Dr. Niederberger. So this really? poor man does not even, yeah, he does not even know that he's in there, but. That is funny. So he'll be delighted to know that he's helping kids destigmatize that process that the therapist is really on your side they're gonna they're you know to gain those supports you can be honest with your friends like she develops this sparkle squad that like helps people and they end up helping her 
So I, I really, that's why I wanted to make kids feel less alone, feel less stigma about having anxiety or an anxiety disorder or disorder disorders. Because oftentimes they come with friends. <laughs> the disorders are friends. Um, <laughs> and uh, which are annoying to the host, the person, but yeah, that's, I, you know, and I know anxious kids do like it and show them that like my, my character has a lot of, she's funny. She's quirky. She's goofy. She does a lot of fun stuff and she kind of learns over, you know, I'm hoping to write more, but she learns like this can, this is annoying, you know? Yeah, for sure. Like we're not going to pretend it's annoying, but I'm not gonna let this stop me. I have, I can do all these great things and I can kind of use it. I can use this as, as in like a powerful way at some point. And I love that. And I love that. Like, it's just not one dimensional. It's like, she's got this whole personality and there's so much more about her and, and about the story than just anxiety. So it's, it's veiled in a way, you know, that you can give this to an anxious child and it's just, it's just a book, you know, it doesn't say, you know, this is like, you know, an anxiety workbook or, you know, it's just a story about her layers of anxiety and her friends and her interactions with adults and her therapist and, it's very normalizing, I think. And you hit on a lot of really common anxiety themes, I think, in both books that really help. You're going to reach someone, you know, I feel like. Yeah, yeah. Those, and I want those yep. themes is going to hit. For sure. And I wanted to do it in a way like just like that. So it didn't seem didactic. It seemed natural where there's those nuggets from the therapist, from her life experiences where she does face the fears. She does, you know, she brings all the, her anxiety along with her while facing her fears but it's not in a, you know, they're sprinkled in throughout the the narrative. So I wanted yeah. to make it more fun, more fun, you know, for the kid, right? Like here's a chapter book series versus like, here's a workbook. <laughs> and I think um, they're willing to read a book. You know, if you have a reader, you know, some kids are, you know, or, or are okay to have you read it to them. I think they're, it's just more palatable for some kids who are maybe even not wanting to work on or talk about anxiety. It's like, you don't have to, but let's just read this book. I know I did yeah. that with my kids for a while. Like we had I, like a whole bookshelf was full of like every book had a message. <laughs> That's good like, because they don't necessarily, they don't at a young age, they don't necessarily know that they're getting don't. a message, but yeah, but they'll, they'll, they'll take it in. And it's good for younger kids too. Or like, you know, if you're worried that your kid has anxiety, but they're not talking about it, you can kind of use it as a conversation starter, right? You can be yeah. like, well, this this character is saying she's worried about these kind of things. Does that, that ever happen? That used to happen to me um, to maybe get them to kind of open up. It's a good launching pad. Yeah. It's a good launching pad. Yeah. It's time we put help directly in our kids' hands. Introducing Crushing OCD Course for Kids and Teens. It was way more helpful than all the other therapy we've ever done because we didn't really know what to do. So we weren't really doing it before. So the course helped to figure out what the exposures are and how to do them. We're not in therapy and find it really hard um, to find an ERP trained therapist here. Um, So we're currently with like the public health service, but again, they don't seem to be trained in ERP. It's filled that gap that we don't have that was desperately needed. This was really well timed for us to use between therapists and to help us like start get off to a good start with this new practice. It was easy to use. Um, I was able to do it from my phone or also on the computer. There's different ages, you know, so there were younger kids, there were teenagers. And um, so that was really nice too, to have a variety of ages where it wasn't just geared towards younger kids or older kids. It was a nice variety. 
it's helpful for our kids to hear it from this like third party as opposed to just us saying it. I really like the offense and defense method. I love working on poking at OCD while it's sleeping. It makes it a little bit easier to do and it's kind of fun. <laughs> I'm planning on using it to work on my uh, fear of like holding or touching batteries and stuff like that. So it was really helpful and I think a lot of other kids would like it. I thought that I was like the only one who had worrying about the weather and stuff. And then there was somebody else on there who worried about the same thing, which was really helpful. Seems less scary to work on stuff now that I've watched this class and I'm more interested to work on it. I like trying to do more exposures still and going to, before I wasn't, I just didn't want to do them. I've worked on some of my bigger compulsions and been successful. I realized it was helpful to do like the exposures before it was like really, really hard. It's still hard, but it's helpful to know that I need to do them. Before there would be a lot of battles about it. So it is definitely less loggerheads. Really, really good course and super helpful. Definitely would recommend this. It's really easy to follow. It's in nice bite-sized videos. I really like the worksheets that go along with it, and I think it's really helpful. To learn more about this course and register your child or teen, go to atparentingsurvivalschool.com. And if your child does have anxiety, you know, you can use Nellie. Nellie's like the main character in the books. You can use Nellie as, you know, I know Nellie felt that way too, or I wonder what Nellie would do in this situation. I mean, it could be kind of a great Mm -hmm. um, communication tool to use instead of like, oh, that's your anxiety bothering you or what should you do with your anxiety? You can start to use this character as kind of like a a role model. Totally. Yeah. Or like, what would Dr. Niederberger say to Nellie? Yeah. <laughs> well, what do you say? Yeah. Or maybe right? they have their own doctor, you know, like- you Of know, course, absolutely. It, it helps normalize yeah. it too. Like, oh, well, you know, she's got a doctor and now you have a doctor. And there's again, that normalization because- Yes, I think that's huge for kids. I really yeah. do. And- because when I would treat kids, they would just be like, well, I didn't tell my friend I was here. You know, I didn't, mm-hmm. you know, well, what's up, whatever you, and I would try and, and, and sort of challenge that, you know, you know, everyone has doctors for different kinds of things. And, you know, this, I think it's really brave. Actually, I think it's a brave thing. I think it's really brave when a kid says I'm struggling and I need help. So to get that, to, I think it's important as parents to, to, to really try and have an, these open conversations to so use the tools, books, you know, like this to say, look, this is, this is more common than you think. Yeah. Um, and it is treatable too. And I think that that's kind of conveyed in her ability to start to do things that were really hard. So yes. are you going to write more? So there's two, there's the talent. Yes. There's trouble. two right now. There's, there's talent show trouble. And then there's, so the talent show trouble in the talent show trouble, she has symptoms of social anxiety disorder, generalized anxiety disorder, and then like a specific phobia. Cause she really is petrified, which is Public speaking is the number two fear. Okay. Yeah. Right. Do you know what the number one fear is? No, tell me. Death. Oh, well, that makes sense. Yeah. No, no, I lied. Public speaking is the number one fear. Oh, really? <laughs> and number two is death. So public speaking is more scary to people. Than, yeah, no, it's a that huge. That also makes sense. <laughs> yeah, it's a huge, uh, and it has all these like existential underpinnings. Like if you... I won't get into that. I'll bore you. But um, so um, that's the first one. So she's worried about all different kinds of things. But the book is focused on really like she's really petrified. She's a talent show and she has this funny parrot named Larry 
And I put the parrot in because I'm obsessed with parrots. <laughs> trying to, I'm trying to convince my family to get one, but they won't let me. So I love Larry the parrot. He kind of helps her. And um, she does. She has this big talent show and she's petrified about it. So Dr. Niederberger like helps her in a very behavioral way, kind of what you would you would you know, see on, you know, through this mm -hmm. program or anyone to treat anxiety is really learning step-by-step -step building like a fear ladder, a fear hierarchy to face your fears, really like one ladder at one step at a time. Like mm -hmm. you don't jump in the deep end of the ocean. You start yeah. at, the, at the shallow end. Um, so that's, that's in the first book. In the second book, she develops a, a different specific phobia uh, of dogs. Now, she still has all her worries. She's a highly anxious kid. So there's sort of anxious substrate. You have this anxious temperament or you're just you're you have this neurobiological predisposition so you can have a trigger that can cause your anxiety to skyrocket and she just gets chased by this big dog doesn't hurt her but it unleashes this very debilitating phobia which is also common it could be a it could be anything with kids mm -hmm. whether it's a dog heights thunderstorm anything I once had a patient that had a phobia of perms curly hair mm -hmm. I mean it could be anything yeah. flowers anything that can remind somebody too of something traumatic so if you're already anxious and then something triggers, it'll, it can unleash more anxiety. Mm -hmm. So she's, she has to deal with that because um, her dog, she, she was supposed to train her grandparents' dog, Harry, <laughs> for the dog Olympics. And she's a dancer. And if she wins, if Harry wins a dog Olympics, she gets $500, which is a big deal. But she's frozen with fear. So what is she to do? So I won't give the answer away, but... Her friends come to help her, her supportive friends. Dr. Niederberger helps her. Larry helps her. Her family helps her. And, you know, you get people, you got to build a support team. Teachers at school, school counselors are a great tool to use. They're very used to it, you know, to, to helping kids if it's scared. They're, and one character in the bus is petrified, in the bus, in the book is petrified of, of buses, getting, getting onto the bus. And then Nellie ends up, you know, learning what she has learned to help this other character in the book. Yeah. And I love being able to pay it yeah. forward and feeling empowered pay it forward. to help other people. I like that. Totally. So Nellie will grow up to be a psychologist. <laughs> yeah. But I don't think we'll get that far in the series. It's a you good don't think series. So? <laughs> no, you know, what's so interesting. They keep the kids, they want them to stay the same age. Oh, really? And I never realized that about, cause I'm like, oh, well, she can go into middle, middle school and she can, right. There's so many yeah. things that happen in middle school, but yeah, according to the publisher, and I didn't realize this. Think about like Ramona and Bees. Think about the Ramona series yeah. or all these series. They don't age. No. Maybe well, like a year. I mean, you're trying to hit a certain age range. I guess that's the problem is like, yeah. you know, once they start your book, you're going to have a whole bunch for the same age range. So, right. Like if they read one, oh, let's see what Chanelle's up to next, you know? So, I mean, maybe she can age a little bit, like a year or two, but yeah, I don't think we'll see her when she's an adult. Probably not. I guess she can just talk about <laughs> that on career day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Oh, good point. Yeah. yeah. Be excited yeah. about it. So yeah. do you think you're going to do more? Yeah. So Nellie, so we have, yeah. So I, well, I don't know if I should give a teaser, but Nellie is part Italian and in the next book, she needs to go to Italy and she's oh. never been out by herself, which is huge. Wow. She's only okay. 10. Yeah. Yeah. So this is a big trip. She's very nervous to get on an airplane. She's nervous to be away from her family, to meet distant relatives. She's very picky about food. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, what's going to happen? Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. And then Nellie might go to overnight camp. That'll be a good one too. So, you know, she's scared of the dark. These are very common fears. She's scared of nightmares. 
She has trouble falling asleep. What what will happen when she goes to overnight? What will happen when she goes to Rome? Spoiler alert, it all works out. Because she, <laughs> because she, so. uses, she uses all the techniques and she faces it. She doesn't avoid going to Italy. She doesn't avoid going to overnight camp. You know, that's where I think these books and other tools help, right? Like you can have anxiety, but don't let that bully stop you. You, yeah. you say, listen, you are annoying and I can't, I really find you very irritating, but I'm, I'm going to just going to put you in my pocket and put you on my shoulder and let you yap away, but I'm still going to do this thing. I'm not yeah. going to let you ruin what I, what I want to do. My goals, my values. I'm not going to let you get in the way, even though you're trying really, really hard. Yeah. You yeah. are a real fighter, but I'm going to be a stronger fighter. Yeah. I love that. You know? And I feel like the stories convey that, like, that's the message that kids get with it being, you know, more subtle. Yeah, I think that's the the beauty, beautiful thing about your books is it, they can just get into the story and really fall in love with Nellie and fall in love with the character and, um, and get that message almost subconsciously, you know, I mean, they're really, you know, rooting for her. And yeah, you are, you really want her to, to not be held back by, by all of her, her aunts, automatic negative, do you use the word term ants, automatic negative thoughts? Yeah, I don't, but Sometimes, I, hear I yeah, people, yeah, yeah. yeah that, you know, getting, you don't want the noise, her anxiety to stop her. And there's times when you think, oh my God, is she going to, is it going to stop her? But she learns like, and I think, you know, acceptance is a part of it, you know, just accepting that, okay, you tend to be more anxious. You tend to, you have an, you have an anxiety disorder that can really be debilitating at times and cause you distress and really aggravate you at times and, and really feel yucky. The physical part of it really feels awful, yeah. which we know. You know, so, but let's, 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 you don't have to accept in, in, in terms of like, oh, wow, this is fun. I really like this. It's more of like, this is what I have. So what am I going to do with it? Am I going to let it boss me around? No. Yeah. I'm not going to let it boss me around. Yeah. And that's, that's where like reaching out for your supports helps. So somebody can help you. Your therapist can help you is a real, you know, your cheerleader with you Yeah, can help you learn ways to you know, conquer this, these, your, your thoughts, your behaviors and so forth. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. People can get Nellie and Knotts on Amazon or probably wherever they buy their books. I will leave a link in the show notes and the description so that people can check both of those out. I think they're a great supplement to, to the anxiety journey. So thank you so much for coming on and we'll stay tuned for more Nellie adventures in the future. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Well, I hope you found that helpful. Definitely check out her books. I will leave links to her books in the show notes. So you're looking for two books and Nellie in Knots is the name of both of them. There is the talent show Trouble and then the other one is the Dog Olympics and stay tuned for more to come. It sounds like she's got some more cooking, which I think will be really exciting. Also, don't forget to check out my OCD workbook, Crushing OCD Workbook for Kids, 50 Fun Activities that use CBT and ERP. And so I will teach your kids clinically sound approaches. It is for kids ages eight to 12, but a lot of wiggle room on both sides of that. And don't take advantage, don't take advantage. (laughs) That's the wrong message. Take advantage of this special offer that I'm doing for my book launch, which is gifting you access to my course, Crushing OCD for Kids and Teens, which is 
always $127 because it is worth so much more than that. It is really like three to five, not even three, I would say five therapy sessions in that course. And I don't know about you, but I'm paying a lot for therapy. So that is a lot of bang for buck. And you will get that course for free. Just purchase pre-sale, pre-order, crushing OCD workbook for kids and email us your receipt and we will create a coupon code just for you to access that course for free. You'll have lifetime access for that, for taking advantage of this opportunity. And it helps me because it gets the book out there. It tells Amazon, hey, this book actually is really good. and It's getting some good traction. And so it's a win-win. So I hope that you take advantage. I hope that you're enjoying the podcast. If you are, don't forget to hit a star or leave a review. You know, reviews are greatly appreciated. And for some reason, I haven't had any in a little while. And so maybe if you leave a review, I'll be reading yours next time. And most importantly, don't forget to find the sparkle in everything you do. And I'll talk to you again next Tuesday. Take care. Thank you for listening to the AT Parenting Survival Podcast. To get additional support raising a child with anxiety or OCD, visit Natasha's online school of on-demand classes at atparentingsurvivalschool.com. 